Welcome to the Spreaker Live Show. I'm Rob Greenlee, head of content at Spreaker. We will be streaming live audio from the Spreaker booth at Podcast Movement at podcastmovement.com in Fort Worth, Texas, starting July 31st at 1 p.m. till 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then August 1st and 2nd from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to be speaking with leaders and hosts from the world of podcasting at Podcast Movement. And if you want to listen to the stream, all you need to do is go to SpreakerLiveShow.com or blog.spreaker.com. To get a free month off your Spreaker podcast hosting and live streaming plans, you can use the promo code PM15. So you don't want to miss this live streaming event, July 31st through August 2nd. And remember to visit SpreakerLiveShow.com or blog.spreaker.com to catch us live. You're listening to Spreaker Live Show from Podcast Movement 2015. Welcome to the Spreaker Live Show. I'm uh, Rob Greenlee. I'm the head of content at Spreaker, and uh, welcome to the show. And, and thank you for tuning in and listening. We're streaming live audio from the Spreaker booth at uh, Podcast Movements at podcastmovement.com from Fort Worth, Texas. This event is uh, running from July 31st uh, through August 2nd, and we're live streaming from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time today, and then also August 1st through the 2nd, we're going to be streaming from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So thank you for tuning in if you're listening to the live stream or if you're listening on demand. Uh, I appreciate you. And uh, so we're going to be speaking with leaders in the podcast space uh, from Podcast Movement, since everybody's here, and uh, this is a great, great place to do that. Um, but definitely go listen to the stream at SpreakerLiveShow.com or at blog.spreaker.com. And to get a free month off your first month of uh, Spreaker podcast hosting and live streaming uh, plans, use the promo code PM15. And remember to tell your friends that Spreaker is live from the world's largest podcasting event. And definitely tell them to go check out the show. So, well, first up, I've got a terrific guest here with me. He's actually the, the leader of uh, Spreaker. His name is Francesco Bacheri. And uh, he's flown all the way from Italy to, uh, to attend Podcast Movement. And I wanted to get him on the show to talk about Spreaker a little bit, because Spreaker's been around for many years. And uh, just kind of get his his thoughts on the, the journey over the last five years or so of working on Spreaker, and then also get his thoughts on uh, what's happening with Podcast Movement. Francesco, thank you for uh, hopping on the, the microphone here. Thank you, Rob. Hello, and hello, everybody. I'm yeah. so glad to be here. Yeah, it's, so it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. Now, I know you don't really come to the U.S. that often, so... No, yeah, one every other month, once every other month, but it's, uh, it's good to be here for this event. Um, yeah. I was surprised. It's, it's large. It's, it's a huge event. I, I didn't anticipate so many attendees here, but we'll, later today, I know you'll have Dan Franks, the organizer of the event, and so we will probably disclose the numbers, the official figures of the attendance, but, I mean, there is a lot of podcast enthusiasts here that are starting to show up, a lot of vendors, everyone is here. Yeah, no, so good. There's supposed to be like a, like a thousand people that are going to be at this event. Um, so it's it's really um, it's really going to be well attended, full of a lot of uh, a, lo- a lot of podcasters. 
and uh, so it's it, it, it's definitely really exciting. So, so Francesca, why don't you tell me a little bit about the the, the history of podcast movements, or not podcast movement, but Spreaker? Um, you know, when you started it, what's been kind of the experience of building this platform? So we started uh, to work on Spreaker back in 2009. So it's actually six years now. Um, it started from an idea that I had with my co-founders. Uh, actually, one of my co-founders had the idea, and they wanted to do something with radio. And then it evolved, and had to, and we focused on talk radio and podcasting in general. Uh, we launched a product one year later, so it took us almost one year from inception to uh, the release of the first beta of the product back in 2010, and we've been around since then. So five years... Uh, a lot has changed in the podcasting industry. Probably what we've seen changing in the last 12 months is more than we have seen in the previous four years altogether. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a very exciting ride. I remember that back in 2010, uh, I moved to San Francisco for three months when we were about to launch the, the product because I had never been to the US in general and specifically to, to Silicon Valley and I wanted to go there and learn what it was what it was all about to meet people and get feedback and why not eventually find investors or partners interested in the, in the product so I started talking about Spreaker and uh, first I approached everyone talking about podcasting and everyone kept telling me, oh, no, podcasting, that's so 2005. Is that over? Whatever. That was like five years ago. And so I refined my pitch. And a few months later, I went back and started to talk to everyone about radio. And everyone told me, oh, don't tell me, don't talk to me about music because we don't want to have anything to do with that. So that's how it was perceived. Um, we always wanted to do something that was more about talk than music. When we thought about radio mostly because I'm a big talk radio fan and I'm a big fan of personalities. Even when you, when I'm, I listen to programs on the radio that have music, I listen to them because of the, the DJs and the personalities in between the songs, not, not because of the songs, right? And, uh, but it was hard for me to, to explain to people uh, what, was, what this was all about. And now, all of a sudden, I mean, it's, it's easy. I mean, people get it. Uh, and actually, I feel awkward because I, I try and paraphrase myself in such a long way to try and explain what we do. And when you mention podcasting, people get it. Oh, podcasting. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I, so I, I flew in from Italy yesterday and I had the, the customs and, and border check in New York. Uh, so I had to, to go to the, to the long uh, hurdle of immigration. And when I got interviewed by, by the guy at the, at the border, uh, he asked me what I was uh, here for. And I, I told him, like, straight away, I'm going to speak at a conference. Uh, about what? About podcasting? Yeah, about podcasting, but specifically about what? <laughs> it's about the uh, hurdles of live streaming and stuff like that. Oh, is it that difficult? Whatever. I mean, I had a conversation, even like 20 seconds, but with a with an officer, and he and he got it. So things, yeah, things I mean, have changed. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he asked a question that was really kind of like uh, the the next question, right? It was yeah. like, uh, you know, well, what specifically was it about? It was almost like, yeah, I know what a podcast is, but what what were you That's talking awesome. about? So, I think, so I think yeah, this is a good the, sign. The word, I mean, uh, we we see the results of the surveys all the time, but when you're not afraid of mentioning a term, like a specific term, yeah. to a total stranger at the customs, like I did yesterday, and 
and of course because you expect to be understood well it means something it means that at least what we're doing is now recognized so yeah. it's exciting yeah it is i mean it's it's really kind of um it's been quite a journey over 10 years i mean i mean spreaker's been around for at least half of that time yeah. right so i mean you guys started right kind of when it was kind of at its kind of low spot really in some yeah. ways um, but, but but I think the, the platform wasn't always focused on podcasting either. It, it's got the music capabilities, like you can create playlists and tracks and that kind of stuff too. So you do have, so the platform is really versatile too. It can do yeah. other things too. It, it, it's a powerful thing, but it's also some kind. sometimes it's misleading. I remember that uh, a few years back, right at the beginning, we were reviewed by a, a social media site. And uh, in their review, they considered us, uh, it's a great platform, it works, but maybe it's not the platform uh, of choice if you want to do a podcast because they seem to cater more to people interested in music or yeah. DJs or stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's our fault, of course. Yeah. Actually, we wanted to be very flexible. We wanted yeah. to no, tell I, people, you can do totally. with speaker whatever you want from a 100% music program to a 100% talk program yep. and everything in between. No, I think, I, I mean, I think you did the right thing. I think that the space was was looking for alternatives for distributing, you know, independent music. So I think that there was, there was a, a certain segment of the population out there that could use a platform like that. Yeah, and it's not, all, not only independent music, of course. A lot of people just yeah. use licensed music and some people pay the yep. royalties, some don't. To, uh, yep. It always it's always like that with user generated content but it's it's interesting the evolution I, I really think that uh, this kind of platform like that allows you to be very flexible um, is still missing in the space mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, the originality of our approach or, or the limitation that we give uh, to our users not really in the term uh, of what type of content they, they need to broadcast. As I said, it can be from 100% music to 100% talk and all the mixture in between. We really limit the duration of, uh, of the content created. Uh, I think that the original idea of a speaker was uh, let's break down the structure of today's uh, broadcast radio, which is a long flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one in his own garage or home is going to be able to create a 24-7 station because you need a, a team of people to do that if you want to create programs mm-hmm. otherwise you just create a playlist let it run 24-7 yep. and uh, and launch it but we, we thought there's not much added value in that uh, especially now that platforms like Pandora or Spotify are, are around I mean the the real need for such a, a tailored solution uh, which is not a tailored solution because it's still uh, proposed by someone and you cannot skip songs or the stuff I mean, we don't think it's very compelling. So what we thought is, okay, why don't we break the paradigm and let people create single building blocks, like shows, mm-hmm. and then from that, we can eventually start creating a flow by assembling together these shows into a schedule. Uh, but everything needs to, to start from the grounds up. Uh, mm-hmm. So the idea was to do something much more complicated than Spreaker is, is, is of today. So giving people... We, we had uh, the idea of these two different types of users, the uh, producers 
and the editors. And the role of the editors was to combine what the producers, the single show producer, did into a 24-7 flow that, that mimicked the radio station or to act as selectors. Mm-hmm. Like very, very complicated. Along the way, we, we understood that, I mean, being too complicated in your thinking doesn't always pay off. You need to invest a lot even in um, letting people understand. Yeah, more simple solutions is yeah, kind, of, yeah. kind of part of the process. Yeah, I mean, Simplicity is, a, is the key to success in many fields. Yeah, and I can, I, I can definitely see that here. One of the things that was really appealing to me about what Spreaker was all about was trying to create a, a more complete solution right, mm-hmm. for content creators at, at all levels. Um, you know, offering creation tools as well as great metrics, web players, having a web presence, having player, you know, um, you know, kind of like uh, apps that will play podcasts or, or radio shows. And that, you know, what was being built here and plus live, just like what we're doing right here, um, that's kind of unusual in the, in the podcasting space. There, there isn't a lot of platforms that are capable of doing what Spreaker is capable of doing. Um, though it's not 100% the solution, I think it's as close as anybody is to creating a platform that is the solution, right? That can syndicate out to other platforms as well. Yeah, What's your thoughts on that? Well, we're definitely going to that direction. We want to be full stack. I used to say we wanted to be 360 degrees yeah. and then people ask me, okay, that's cool, but what does it mean? Yeah. Well, when I say full stack, everyone gets it. So from end, yeah. end to end, from creation to distribution and everything in between. Yeah. Actually, we're very much... Uh, kind of distribution agnostic uh, because we we want to we put the content creator at the center of, of whatever we do so yep. uh, we try and help uh, him or her in creating the content and if they want to distribute anywhere they're free to do it because it eventually will will benefit us as well and it would be great for the podcaster of course so uh, we see ourselves like a, a, at a central point for content producers who want to create something audio-based on the internet and uh, help all these guys uh, collect information from all the outlets out there. Um, the good thing about podcasting, I've read this in, on, on tweets uh, uh, in the past few weeks, is that everything is built uh, upon open standards, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I read this tweet that uh, the podcasting stands to radio like Netflix stands to, to TV, TV yeah. uh, with the difference that everything about podcasting is built on open standards and, and people can access to it. Yeah. And, and I think that this is powerful. So even though this is a private enterprise, of course, we're trying to keep our um, ecosystem totally open. Mm-hmm. So we have APIs that people can use to uh, automate automate stuff on our platform we're very happy to do deals with other platforms to syndicate content yep. and measure whatever is happening I mean we want to be a, a piece of a jigsaw puzzle which yeah. is like very complicated and still shaping up mm-hmm. yeah and I think it's a it's really a kind of a cutting edge approach because I mean a lot of kind of older business models or older business practices would say kind of like close it down kind of restrict everything to your platform and, and some players in the space are kind of moving that direction and I'm, I, I kind of worry that that as money comes into this and revenue increases and popularity increases that, that we're going to see that kind of uh, pullback right of, of not being more open and 
and being being a real resource to the content provider. I guess it depends on what your what your focus is. I guess I and what know, your maybe, goals are. Maybe if you're a huge company or a big company or have a lot of yeah. money, maybe you can try this approach. You know, the world garden approach, and because you, I mean, if you're closed. It, it takes a lot of money and, and time and effort to grow your user base and, and to build your own company. Yeah. Well, if you're open, I mean, people are encouraged to, to try your product because they, they know they're not, they're not going to be locked in and whatever. So it's less expensive. Of course, it's probably harder to monetize, but it's, it's feasible if you invest your time and effort yeah. in making a better product. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, and it's, it's just the right thing to do, right? It, it, it just feels good to be... To be a you know a a, a good player um, that likes to play with others and, yeah. and and I think that I mean that's that's what's really appealing to me because I I'm all about distribution and I want to get uh, you know I want to make everybody successful I want to create a win-win situation for every content provider that puts forth all the effort that it takes to create content it's 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 not easy and it's fraught with uh, challenges and. And I think one of the, the opportunities a speaker has is to eliminate those problems and make it easier for people to, to get their well, content out there. We're, we're doing our best. I mean, yeah. I, I think the, the big problem out there is that, I mean, the, the whole technology adoption in terms of like listening on a smartphone using broadband or listening in the car is still not there. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do a Kikas app for listening, yeah. but there's, there's a a limit like an upper bound to the amount of, of people that can that you can reach today yeah, yeah. this is increasing and this uh, probably yeah. the next five years so the first five years when I, as I described it the next five years uh, are going to see a huge shift uh, mm -hmm. into this I mean I really think that if you think that the average car in, in the US uh, is older than 10 years slightly older than 10 years uh, that would mean that it takes uh, five years or so to replace 50% of the installed base mm -hmm. and uh, every new car that today is going out has a Bluetooth connection like yeah. a Bluetooth audio connection so within five years uh, I think it, it would be safe to assume that more than 50% of the cars out there uh, would be able to connect with a smartphone and this is huge I mean this has the potential to uh, radically change the way people are approaching uh, content in the car so it's exciting yeah there's going to be less people listening to AM FM radio that's for sure yeah that's for sure because <laughs> there's going to be more choices but, but I, I, I don't think that I mean I, I, I don't own a radio station so I, I yeah. cannot really put myself in the shoes of these guys of course they fear the competition but I don't necessarily think that's a, a bad thing for them as well I mean Uh, for instance, they will not have to pay all the maintenance costs for maintaining their antenna and their infrastructure. And if they're really good at doing content, they will win or they will do great in the space as well. I mean, it's all about the content. It's not about creating artificial barriers like the yeah. limited frequencies and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, that, that actually raised a really good question uh, around what's the, what's the phenomenon that's happening in this space right now? I mean, it feels to me like maybe it's all about content now. It's not... It's like the platforms are good enough and easy enough for listeners to get access to it. Sure, you have the car that's coming, right? But but it feels like, you know, you look at Serial and you look at um, really, really high-quality programs that are being produced now, and it, it feels like that's that's where the battle lines are now. Is that we, we, 
you know, would you agree uh, with that? Well, I, I I don't really know. I mean, if you look at other media, mm-hmm. uh, you always think that okay, we've seen it all, and, yeah. and the platforms are good enough, and then Instagram comes out yeah. and revolutionizes everything, and all of a sudden. Everyone, like billions of people, are taking pictures and sharing pictures, right? Yeah. Uh, did you did you know that there was a, a huge unsolved problem in uh, photography? I mean, we had Flickr and we had Facebook at the time doing a lot of stuff in, in photos. Did we really need Instagram? And then there's a lot of other platforms doing the same exact thing. Yeah. So photography is always changing, is always evolving. And I think the same goes for, for any media. I mean, you, you could argue that we've seen it all in, in text in blogging yeah. and Medium came came up like a couple of years back and a lot of people are really excited about what they are doing so platforms are always reinventing themselves I think there's always room for innovation on the product side yeah. um, so why not yeah I think you see a similar phenomenon happening with podcasting I mean you talked about Medium Medium is like a long form content textual based content platform um, so you had the phenomenon of Twitter yeah short form you know, 140 characters, right? So that phenomenon flourished, and they kind of said, oh, yeah, everything's all about short form now, right? Blogging is out past A now. So, so you know, a few years go, go by, and it's just like then Medium launches, and it's like, okay, now it's in vogue again, long-form content. So I kind of see a little bit of analogy in podcasting, too. There was a, there was a, a strong kind of push for a couple of years around short-form audio content, too, was being featured by Stitcher and a lot of these platforms. And and now, you know, it's like the reality comes back in, well, the audiences are really around longer-form content. So it's like this, this yin and yang that happens yeah, back maybe. and forth. And, and, and really the answer is that it's both. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's, maybe it's a, more a matter of hype and fashion. Yeah. Now it's, it's yeah. there's something fashionable, but there, the content producers, I mean, I say in text, there are guys who are very good at using Twitter and guys who are very good at using Medium, and there's not much overlapping with that. Uh, I know there's a few guys doing like Twitter storms because yeah. they don't like uh, they have some some problems with like 140 characters. But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think I think both platforms are really needed. Both platforms are growing their audience. Uh, sometimes for for some content, 140 characters are actually better, yeah. and sometimes you need to go deeper and read like for yeah. five minutes. Uh, and the same for for audio. I mean, we keep calling it podcasting, and uh, it's a great name, and I like it because we're also a podcast movement. Yeah. But I mean, uh, audio, um, it's different uh, depending on what you're talking about, where yeah. you are, uh, what your content is. Um, for instance, and I know we're going to talk about that, uh, also in our session tomorrow, uh, I really think it's kind of obvious that some kind of, of audio formats uh, only work live. Yeah. Uh, for instance, sports play-by-play. I mean, I have no interest in, the, in listening to a recorded uh, sports play-by-play session unless... I mean, unless like delayed by 20 minutes or something, and I don't know what the result is. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah that's always the the challenge with sports is that yeah. you always can hear what the results are yeah. so moving on to a different topic uh, so so as you think about podcast movement and what you see happening here i know this is the first day do you think that um that this event signals something different that's happening in the space right now do, do you think it's it's uh post this event that somehow the industry is going to be different 
Well, I, I need to be here for the whole three days before uh, yeah. <laughs> committing but, but, to an answer. But, but what's but your I, kind of feeling so far? Uh, You've been here for uh, a day. The, the feeling is uh, there is something happening and, and there is a lot of excitement. And I, what I'm trying to figure out if this is a, this is going to, it's a consequence of all the excitement and the hype that we have seen in the past few months, like the culmination, which mm -hmm. I hope not, of course. Yeah. Or this is a real start uh, for something, uh, for something that will impact us in the next 12 months. I mean, seeing the number of attendees and all the vendors that are around here and uh, the investment that all these guys have made to, to create like. Uh, nice booths and uh, launching product here and I mean the enthusiasm of, of the people uh, manning the booth uh, uh, it's contagious uh, you, you cannot feel positive and like bullish about about this so yeah um, I, I really think this this is going to be a, probably a, a defining moment uh, because uh, I mean the it, it's kind of feels that it's starting to wax it from the, the small community of uh, independent podcasters and people always talking to themselves among uh, among the attendees you were mentioning it yesterday when we, we met there are people from public radio there are people from the media industry there are uh, technology vendors like microphone vendors or mixer vendors yeah. who are starting to see, see podcasting as a great source of income and it's not I mean yeah. this is was not obvious uh, a few years back that yeah i mean when when podcasting started really back in 2005 i mean there was a very similar event to this and a similar feel um people were coming in from all sectors of of media back in that time and that kind of faded um but what i see really different now compared to back then is is there's people here from pretty much every genre of content um the prior events, they were very focused on tech podcasts, and they were very focused on very narrow um, content areas. And um, now th this event has um, really strong presence under public media and public radio, uh, which has always been a huge influence in the space. I mean, it's always, they never participated. Uh, so now you're seeing, you know, that change. And then the comedians are showing up, the sports podcasters are showing up, the, the educational people are showing up, the the marketeers um, that use podcasts as a social media to you know sell books and tapes and things like that, and consulting services are, are here. Uh, it just has aggregated the whole industry, and like you said, all the vendors and yeah. and all of the platforms are all here too. There, there's a few exceptions, but um, I think by the time we get to next year, I think that'll change. I think they'll all be here next year. Yeah, probably we'll see. And and the other thing that that's been happening in the past past year or even in the past few weeks and that there's also a different sort of podcasting event that it's uh it's starting to happen i mean audience focused podcasting event like the cast parties the uh, los angeles podfest the podfest yeah. that, that that's already last year or a couple yeah, of years yeah, ago it's it actually launched i think this is its fourth year now oh fourth year so it's, yeah. it's been around for a while but that, that was a huge one focused on comedy but uh, a few one have uh, started on the East Coast, and, and that's interesting because these events that are like monthly events uh, uh, sell out, sell yeah. out with the fans of podcast, and and we actually, I mean, get the feeling of all these people getting together, very passionate about about a show, but also about a uh, a medium and a format. Yeah, 
and I think it's it, it's good. I mean, that cast party was being done by mainly public radio shows. Um, actually, I think it happened uh, just this past week. It was like yep. on the the twenty eighth or something, 29th. Um, but it was it was basically broadcast live to movie theaters. Um, so you could you could pay you know a certain ticket amount and go go watch a live event in a movie theater in your your own city. Uh, and it's basically a bunch of live podcasts. And so you, I mean, I agree with you, Francisco. I think you're starting to see these these regional events that are getting that are connecting with audiences more. And I think that's that's important. That's been going on uh, as far as live live podcasts. I mean, not necessarily live streamed, but on stage podcast has been a big phenomenon for for many of the com- the comedy networks. They've been traveling the country or traveling the world. Actually, there's a there's a show on the Spreaker platform called the If I Were You podcast that actually travels the world and does live shows. They were just yeah. down in Australia and New Zealand here over the last month doing live shows. So I mean, that's kind of you know that's a good sign about where this is going. Uh, reaching people in their making that personal connections. So, oh, really? Um, as I said, I'm, I'm bullish, and I'm 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 an entrepreneur, so I'm op- optimistic by nature, and I work in this business because I think it. Yeah, you have a lot of passion for it. So, being being from Europe and being being more specifically from Italy, and the, the speaker is kind of uh, most of the team is located in Europe. Um, you know, being in that environment, I mean, so contrast that to what you see here around the the embrace of podcasting and on-demand audio. How is it different? Uh, is it behind us? Do you think it's going to catch up eventually, or what's it's, your thoughts? It's behind. Um, I think there's a huge difference between different countries in Europe, of course. Yeah. Uh, um, we were involved in an event in the UK mid-September, the New Media Europe show. Yeah. And uh, in the UK, podcasting is kind of growing and it's easier because of the, they can access the US-based content and they are historically, I mean, more into talk radio content than we are in Italy, for instance, or in t- Southern Europe in general. I've seen some interesting good signs in Spain. I mean, the, the Spanish podcaster community, uh, both the independent podcasters and the radio stations are very active. Actually, I've heard that a few radio stations are uh, going to launch their own podcast network and so they're they're getting to this market uh, same thing for Latin America uh, in Italy we're a bit more backwards uh, because there's not really a big independent podcaster movement the yeah. top podcasts are all made by commercial radio stations not public radio stations but I had a, I had a few meetings with uh, our national uh, public radio station broadcaster and everyone is looking at this with with interest because they are growing in their figures uh, and they they found out that they haven't thought about any way of monetizing this so far and uh, and so they call us and ask us okay what's going on in the US and I've been yeah. like doing a couple of presentations for different radio stations telling them what I see in the US yeah. um, because they, they think it's going to get there with the usual Six to twelve months delay. Okay, so given that there's not very many podcasting platforms that are that are outside of the U.S. because most of it started here, um, is is Spreaker perceived as kind of a kind of a world leader in this area just because of of the fact that you guys are outside of the U.S. and more um, kind of in Europe? And I mean, my, I mean what's the home. perception? No, I, I I think we're totally perceived as a U.S. based company. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I was just thinking because you're you're part of Europe. Does yeah. kind no. of Europe in general distinguish you guys? As we, we live and work in Europe, but I mean, most most yeah. of our market is here in the U.S. The company is based in the U.S. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't even show up in the statistics and the chart of the tech companies in Italy because we're based in the US uh, so everyone considers that as a, a US okay. based company there okay. which gotcha. is fun because <laughs> here we're kind of in between but you yeah. know I mean, we're, we're trying to establish our footprint uh, here in the US and grow it yeah, yeah. Well, definitely well Francesco thanks for, for coming on and Thank and, you very much for having Sharon, me and sharing uh, the story on Spreaker given that this is I'm this sure to have some fun on yeah. Show here. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's starting to pick up. There's a lot of people coming in, starting to show up. We're just now kind of uh, getting getting the whole registration process happening here. So we really kind of, I think, jumped the gun. I don't believe that there's anybody else live streaming <laughs> quite yet. I think we were the first. Yeah, uh, we're the first. I hope the audience will notice the background noise because there's a lot of people here, like, chatting, yeah. talking, making business. It's exciting. And it's uh, officially hasn't even started yet. So yeah. we're. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start. Yeah, exactly. A good start. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of a lot of stuff happening. So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna sign off. I have another guest uh, scheduled to come in here in the next half hour, Mr. Dan Franks, who's the uh, co-founder and uh, organizer of uh, Podcast Movement. He's gonna come in and give us the the rundown on what's happening around here for the next three days. So thanks for listening and. Uh, and listening to Speaker Live. We're going to be live also um, tomorrow, uh, Saturday and Sunday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And so wherever you're located, uh, just add your time zone. Um, so, so we'll be right back uh, from Podcast Movement 2015. This is the Speaker Live show. And um, thank you for listening. <laughs>